0: gotta have gut hope. It's gotta get better. It's gonna get better. You've got this. This is the Gut Hope Podcast. Gotta have gut hope. Gut hope. Inspiration and healing. It can happen. Hello, this is the Gut Hope Podcast, and I am Steve Collings. I'm really looking forward to introducing my guest today, who is my son, Brett. And Brett has been going through quite a journey with ulcerative colitis, and we're going to take some time over the next couple episodes to learn more about what he's done. But today we're just going to get to know Brett and talk about the journey up to where he was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. I think uh, this might be helpful for people who have traveled the same journey, and they can kind of go, yeah, that's the same thing that's happened with me or my my road's been a little bit different. And so I just want to take some time with him and talk about it. Um, talk about his medical history a little bit and get to know him personally. as the cool guy that he is. Um, so first of all, let's, let's introduce you, Brad. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing great. How about you? I'm
0: doing fantastic. Hey, thanks for joining me on the podcast, buddy.
1: You're welcome.
0: Let's take a minute and just... Let everyone get to know you a little bit. How old are
1: you right now? I am 21 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Growing to a fine young man today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are a fine young man. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I have autism, but I'm a really cool guy. Yeah. And I got pretty good talents. I'm an excellent driver, a hard worker. And I do enjoy physical activities like... Bike riding, swimming, scootering, uh, hiking. Yeah, you've always been a really active young man, haven't you? Yeah.
0: Brett and I grew up doing scouting together, and uh, we've done over 100 campouts together, haven't we?
1: Yeah. I pretty much enjoy camping with the scouts, and it was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, we had some good times doing that. Um,
0: What other kind of hobbies do you enjoy?
1: Well, my number one favorite hobby is swimming because I like the water. How I enjoy swimming around. Pretty much I could swim in almost any water, lake, river, pond, pool.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one thing is we've been talking about ulcerative colitis and the possibility of having surgery and having a colostomy bag and, and how that would affect your ability to go swimming or how you wanted to be out in a public pool and stuff, that was a big motivation for us to find something different for you, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, you've always been a big swimmer. We used to live by the river. I remember Brett uh, pretty much grew up by the river and was a river rat. He was always in the water, what, playing with snakes and fishing.
1: and Yeah. Catching skinks, those little lizards. Catching lizards, right.
0: Yeah. So we've had a lot of good times together. As Brett mentioned, one of the cool things about him is he's autistic. And at a young age, um, we decided to put Brett on a gluten-free, casein-free diet, which is like no wheat and no dairy in simple terms. And we called it the GFCF diet, gluten-free, casein-free. But, Brett, have you, in your life, are you pretty healthy young man? Or have you been sick all the time? What kind of kid are you? Well,
1: I'm pretty much healthy all the time. Yeah? I was sick with ulcerative colitis, but now I'm starting to feel better right now. yeah.
0: How about before you had ulcerative colitis? Do you have any big medical problems or anything like that?
1: No, at first I was fine and healthy. Yeah. Until I realized something wasn't right with my gut, <laughs> I'm starting to have ulcerative colitis.
0: Cool. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that today and, and how that came to pass. Um, what about what um, um, your infection that you had in your arm? Can you talk about that a little
1: bit? Well, it was pretty painful. I had that when I was 14. What happened to your arm? I have no idea. (laughs) All I know is the first time when I went camping with the scouts, I saw that my arm was seriously infected. I thought it was some kind of big zid, since some pus came out. Yeah. And my mom, when I came home, my mom thought it was some kind of a spider bite because it was getting gross, nasty, and infected. Uh Uh-huh. And then it was getting worse, starting to swell up. It was sc- sort of spreading out on my arm, wow. starting to get kind of painful. Right. And we had to see the doctor, Uh-huh. and he was explaining it was some kind of MRSA that, it, you know how sometimes there are scabs on my skin that sometimes I dig under, that there's some dirt underneath my fingernails? Sure. And some bacteria could get inside, and that's what caused the. Pretty bad infection. That's right. Or it See, could be some other skin infection. I'm not sure. Something
0: nasty was going on there, huh? I remember that. <laughs> and and so
1: we okay, had go put, ahead. And so we had to put plenty of antibiotics, some doTERRA oils, and some medicine to help it heal. Yeah. And as long as we keep doing ads it, it started to shrink, starting to get better, less painful. Good. Yeah. And I had to use some hot water to put it on my arm. You were just so trying everything
0: you could, right, to mm-hmm. you know, get it to feel better. And finally, it did get under control, and you were okay, right?
1: Yeah. Okay, I was happy it was gone.
0: Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, so that was probably the biggest dose of antibiotics you've ever had in your life, right? Yeah. Outside of that, I think you've been a pretty healthy young man, wouldn't you say? You don't mm-hmm. usually you never got the flu when everyone else in the family got the flu. You never no you you got a pretty good immune system i would say right yeah
1: i have to agree (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) you're you're very healthy young man all right so anyway i was talking before about how we uh, at a very young age i think you were three years old when we started doing the gfcf diet the gluten-free casein-free diet tell everybody a little bit about why you did that
1: and how it helped you well, it started when I was three years old, when I was younger, when I couldn't pay attention. I would get in a cranky mood. Sometimes it would make me sick. I would get sores in my mouth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why my mom decided I should be on a gluten free casein-free diet and see how I would do. Yeah. And when I was growing up, I was getting better, starting to pay attention, getting less grumpy. Right. Yeah, I remember this, too.
0: Um Brett, when he was young, he, he wouldn't, he just sort of stopped talking and stopped singing and he just, you know, he just stopped being the same young man we had known our whole lives. And then, um, we put him on this diet and almost immediately he started singing and talking and he could call me dad again. And so it was pretty emotional thing. And we were finally like, wow, you seem like you're getting better, but we stayed on that diet for a long time or i shouldn't say we because it was really you you were on this diet
1: i was for
0: 13 years right yes and then then uh i guess you i remember this time when we decided to stop i think you were about 16 years old and tell everybody kind of why you decided to stop doing this diet after all this time
1: well As a little kid, I thought it was unfair how you guys were living on a regular diet and I was on a Goofy Case of Three diet that I wouldn't eat at least almost anything. And so when I was 16, I thought maybe I can control it. Maybe I could pay attention and do better. Yeah. And so when I started a regular diet, I had to control my emotions, had to pay attention No distractions. (laughs) So you kind of felt like you
0: could control your emotions. You could tell how you were feeling a lot better. Uh, And you felt like it was time to go back and just start eating regular food. We call that regular food, right? Yes. (laughs) Normal food. And and, uh, that went pretty well, though, wouldn't you say, once you started eating? You had some bad days. You had some good days, but... Did you have any gut issues when you when you changed over and started eating normal food, or did your gut
1: start acting different? Well, no. My gut just stayed the same when I started eating the regular food. I was fine. That's great. So
0: that's kind of what I saw, too. Of course, I wasn't inspecting your poop at the time or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were one. just normal people back then doing normal things. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think you were having serious gut pains or anything like that that I re- recall. And you were doing pretty well. And I remember, so that was from 16. I guess that brings us up to where you're 18, graduating from high school. This is kind of an interesting point in your life. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I would say there's a lot of stress in your life at this time. A lot of people that I've talked to that have gone through getting diagnosed with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's or other things, it seems like there seems to be this stress point or trigger in their life. Not everyone, but it seems like a lot of people do. And I look back at where you were at at 18, graduating from high
1: school, and you had some stress going on in your life, right? Yeah, a lot of pressure in high school, pretty much for every teenager. Right. A lot of work, studies, tests. Yeah. Life is hard.
0: Yeah, I remember that you always had someone helping you at school. And when we moved to the new state and where we were at, you didn't have anyone there to really sit by you and help you. You were on your own a senior Making your way and doing all the assignments and everything all by yourself.
1: Yeah, but without any aids. Right. I was working on my own.
0: Yeah, you did great, too. And you ended up graduating with from high school. You had good grades and everything. Yeah. And so what kind of plans did you have after high school? What did you want to do?
1: Well, I was planning on getting a job because... The first thing I would like to do is work with animals because I like animals. Yeah, I like work in a pet store, or an aquarium, a zoo, or a dog shelter. Yes. And when I was looking at place to place where I could work with animals, they somehow wouldn't hire me. I'm not sure why. Yeah, you had a
0: hard time finding a job. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and I think that was adding to your stress also, right? You're yeah. done with high school you're home all day you know mm. without anything to do and you and you're having a hard time finding a job yeah <laughs> you really wanted to work with animals that and you were you know wanted to work at the zoo or pet stores and stuff like that and it just yeah. wasn't coming together i remember that it was pretty tough but you kept trying and i remember also at this time your body started changing a lot you started putting on a lot of weight
1: do you remember that yeah when i was in eating- A lot of regular foods, like too much sweets and candy. Yeah. After all those wasted years. (laughs) Is that what it felt like? Yeah. Because you weren't able to eat all these yummy
0: things. And so now. I felt
1: so unfair to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's like, now I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. And you did put on a lot of weight, like, I don't know, like 20 or 30 pounds or something just in a year. You really look different. Yeah. We go back and look at the pictures of Brett (laughs) You know, at 18 and 19 years old, we're like, holy moly, Brett, what happened to you? Cause,
1: exactly.
0: You know, uh, anyway, that was a fun time, but I guess not fun because it was stressful also. But did you feel like something was off with your body at the time? Did you feel like everything was working okay or not? How did? Well,
1: I'm just kind of curious how you felt. My body was still working fine when I gained a little bit of weight. Yeah. Nothing changed yet. You didn't feel anything really
0: off? Okay. Would you say that you were feeling, like, stressed or depressed or anxious, you know, when you were looking for a job and all of this? Pretty much. Yeah. So hard for
1: me to find a
0: job. I know. That's tough. Well, anyway, this, this kind of leads up in Brett's story to where he did find a job. Not to be all sad about him not finding one, but eventually... How old were you when you found your first real job?
1: Um, When I was 18. Yeah, 18. Since you were telling me that I should work at Waste Management, a recycling plant. Yeah. So I do know some people change their minds what jobs they're looking for, think they should do something else. That's right. Make better money. Yeah,
0: so we have this uh, recycling plant that's right by our house, and they were hiring, so I said, let's go see if we can get you a job there. And it wasn't what you wanted to do, because you wanted to work with animals.
1: Yeah, but and, I wanted to give it a try, yeah, see how I think. But
0: you so much wanted a job, and we're like, well, let's Desperately. go try it. Desperately. <laughs> so I said, let's go give it a try. And you kind of fell in love with it, right? You really like yeah. recycling. You're all about saving the
1: earth and Yeah, I'm a perfectionist (laughs) since I want everything perfect, get sorted properly. Yeah, and
0: so that really helped you out with your job because you like to sort things out. And your job was basically to be a sorter,
1: grab everything
0: off the line that didn't belong there and throw it down
1: the chute. Yeah, so I had to grab cardboard, containers, scrap metal, uh, residue.
0: Yeah, so that's a pretty dirty job.
1: Yeah, but at least you wear gloves, a mask, hard hat, lots of protection.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And I usually don't get sick from it, from all that protection. Wash my hands all the time. Yeah, that's I'll right. Try to be clean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I, we kind of got a little bit ahead of ourselves and started talking about your job because, we, well, we love your job. <laughs> it's been good yeah. to you for all these years. And just so you know, Brett's still working there and is still very happy. He comes home every day happy. With his job, which is, a, uh, I wish I could come home every day happy. <laughs>
1: yeah. but
0: you, you do a good job, and everybody there loves you and loves working with you. But I remember at this time, let's see, like maybe two weeks before this, you were having a lot of diarrhea. Yeah. And that was going back to, I don't know, we are talking about February mid-February, February 15th, you went and saw the doctor, our family doctor, and said, mm-hmm. look, I've, I've had diarrhea for a couple weeks. Um, what yeah. did the doctor tell you? How'd that visit go and what happened?
1: Well, I was explaining to the doctor that I was starting to have diarrhea, some bloody stools, a lot of cramping pain in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And he was explaining to me that it could be ulcerative colitis right. and you have to go see the emergency room.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the first we heard of ulcerative colitis. Before that we didn't know anything about it. We mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on. And everyone was like, Don't worry, go find out. There's medicine. You know, everyone was like, Don't get too upset. But we didn't know that there was any blood in your stool at the time. You know, that yeah. was that kind of surprised us. The doctor asked you and you're like, Yeah, yeah, I got blood in my poop. <laughs> I was like, What? How come you didn't tell us, Brad?
1: i was too embarrassed to say right
0: and i think a lot of people feel that same way right like you don't want to talk about that
1: yeah exactly
0: we're so past it now we talk about blood and the poop all the time we don't even care
1: Yeah, (laughs) except my brother trevor he doesn't want to hear about it
0: Yeah, the rest of the family doesn't like to talk about it all the time but you and i don't care anymore do we no all right so anyway what happened and i'm trying to piece together the story of what happened but we went to the family doctor yes and he said you need to go get a colonoscopy done and we said okay so we went to the emergency room and they gave you the drinks or whatever that you need to do to clean you out before the colonoscopy yeah and you'd never done this before this was your first
1: time yeah i was pretty nervous about my colonoscopy yeah Pretty much it's normal. A lot of people feel that way when they're doing surgery or stuff like that. Have a
0: procedure done like that. Yeah, Yeah, nobody (laughs) likes to have a camera up their butt, do they? No. It's not a fun thing.
1: And I had to drink this serum to clear out the intestines.
0: What was that like?
1: It felt like an unusual taste. (laughs) Since I had to drink it all down, I don't have any other choice. Right. We
0: were just like, keep drinking, Brett. Keep yeah. drinking, yeah. Those were fun times. So right, right before we go in and get that the the stuff to start cleaning out your colon, the same day Brett has this interview that he's been waiting for, and it finally comes up, and the doctor says, "Hey, you got to start, you know, cleaning your colon out." And Brett's like, "Well, I've got this job interview, I've got to go to." <laughs> and he says, yeah. "Well, do your interview and then they hit the stuff really hard after." And we said, "Okay." So we went in the afternoon and went and got the, the interview. And how yeah. did that go? Um, I guess we already well know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we had to go over the safety rules.
0: That's right. They basically hired you on the spot because you're such yeah. a cool dude. Mm-hmm. They said, "Yep, we'll take you." And we got home, and that's when you started pounding the serum and and cleaning the colon, right? Yeah. And then we went in to the emergency room the next day, had the colonoscopy. What was that like, going in there for the first time?
1: Um, I felt embarrassed and scared having okay. a camera stuck into my butt. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like it, however. <laughs> but I tried to be brave because I know the doctors are professionals. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I had a
0: lot of trust in the doctors at the time, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you guys. And we were wondering what was going on with you. We really just like, hey, why are you having bloody diarrhea? And we've just never seen anything like this before. We, know. you know, as parents, we didn't know what to do with you, and I know you'd never seen it before, and we're just, we just didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah,
1: yeah. A, no so, other family member has it except me. That's right.
0: And you're the only one. Lucky, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I remember when the doctor came back, he visited with mom and I, and. Um, he said look your kid's got ulcerative colitis have you ever heard of that before and we we're like no isn't that something old people get and i really thought that was yeah. something just really strange that you had because i thought only old people had this
1: i didn't know old people could get it
0: oh yeah well that's what i thought i mean i just didn't know anything about it and yeah. stuff and now i find out that it's very common for young kids just like you you know teenagers yeah have this show up in their life. And it's you know it's terrible it's pretty sad uh, because it goes on for the rest of your life and that's what they had told us right yeah that you would have this condition it's lifelong it's never gonna go away it's never gonna get any better well hopefully uh, i shouldn't say that they're, they're saying well we can control this with medicine yeah. you know and i was pretty hopeful about that and i think you were too right
1: i was yeah it felt so sad, depressing, have this stuck to me for a long time, have yeah. to take my medicine. I know. How there wasn't a cure. Right. All of those things were bad
0: news for us. We were just yeah. like, but you got a pretty positive attitude. You're an upbeat kid, and we're just saying, well, this is the way it is, right? And we, yeah. we have to deal with it. And I remember one thing that always stuck in my head is the doctor who did the colonoscopy came back. And, of course, like I said, I didn't know anything about it. I said, well, this, how bad is this? I mean, you, you see people's colons every day. What does this look like on a scale of 1 to 10? And he says, well, it's probably an 8 or a 9. Yeah. And that sort of shook me because I was like, Wow. That's pretty bad. I remember he came back and showed us the pictures. Yeah. And of course, I'd never looked at someone's colon before, but I could look at those pictures and go, that's not good. <laughs>
1: I know. When I looked at those pictures the first time, it shocked me seeing these orcers and blood. Yeah. And all this pain. Yeah. It was a
0: little frightening, right? Like, like how did it that kill happen? you? Right. You could see how it. It could really. Um, I didn't realize this at the time, but you could see now how this just leads to a premature death. I mean, it's yeah. it's obviously not going to kill you immediately, but it's it's what going the- to go down this road of being unhealthy the rest of your life if you can't fix this,
1: right? Right. And if you don't treat it soon enough, it can lead to colon cancer. That's right. Which is really scary.
0: Yeah, that was another big thing for us too. Is Brett and I had both lost two really close, good friends of ours to colon cancer. One was um, Brett's scoutmaster, and uh, my good friend had died of colon cancer, and so that was pretty obvious that that was a high risk. Um, and if you know, it scared
1: both of us, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I miss my scoutmaster master, Sean Youngberg. He was a good friend of mine. He's a great scout <laughs> leader.
0: I know. He's an awesome guy, and we love him dearly. But all of these things led us down the journey. You know, these are pieces of our life that lead us to where we're at, and this was just the beginning. Um, When we look back, we call it the bad beginning, right? This yes. is <laughs> just a bad beginning of how it all happened, and... And the doctors were hopeful, you know, they're saying, hey, you're young, you're strong, you're going to be okay, we're going to get you into clinical remission, and we're going to help you. And so the first thing they threw at you was some medicines to get you feeling better. Do
1: you remember that? Yeah, they gave me mesalamine, prednisone. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember. That's
0: it for the beginning was those two, mesalamine and prednisone. Are you okay, buddy?
1: I just miss Scoutmaster Youngberg. He I was a good friend. I know. I Makes c- me so sad, and it's not fair that he was sort of too young to pass away.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up, but, I mean, it is, it's it's sad to think about. And, sh- and our buddy, Sean, he was, um, he wasn't even 50 years old, and he passed from colon cancer. That's what I'm saying. I know. I, 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 I can just see that you're getting emotional, and... It's hard for me. He was one of my best friends that I had. And so, you know, we see these things that happen to our friends, and we don't want them to happen to us or to anyone else, right? We want to stop that, and I think that's a big reason we're doing this podcast. We want to share with people how you've been healed from ulcerative colitis, give them some hope, right? Yeah. And... Um, that's the purpose of what we're doing, right? Yeah. So let's not get down about that. Let's be positive. We're helping some people out and sharing a good, positive, hopeful story. All right. All right. Because it's easy to get depressed with this, right?
1: Yes. It's
0: easy to get negative, and we want to be inspirational and help lift people up. And this is the bad beginning, but it does get better. And... In our future podcast, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about uh, the medicine we went through, the visits—probably very similar to to a lot of people's experiences—and then we're going to talk yeah. about how we ended up stumbling across a solution and where Brett's at right now. So those are the next couple episodes that we're going to talk, and I can't wait to. Do another interview with you. It's so fun to sit and chat with you, Bud.
1: Yeah. It's I, fun to have a talk with you too. I know. It's fun to talk about this
0: because we know where it's going. It's gonna get better. Yeah. This is the bad part, and it's gonna get better. And
1: I'm pretty sure everything will turn out to be alright in the future. Yes. I just know it. I believe it. I know. You are very faithful, Bud. Do you have you. gut hope?
0: I do. Good. <laughs> All right, so we're signing off and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.